Now streaming on Not the Podcast You Deserve. Drew, are you ready? Are you fired up? How do you spell fired up? F you. That's it. This is Not the Podcast You Deserve episode. Who knows at this point? Uh, Crawford, I watched Cabin, Knock at the Cabin okay. this week in theaters. Uh, hey, you're not a scary movie person. No. Uh, you can see this one. Not scary. It's a thriller, not a scare. Right? I am a Dave Batista person, so... That's weird. This is his best performance ever, and it's not close. Um, he did a really good job in this one. Do you think um, it's going to elevate my team that I drafted in the athletes turn actors? Yeah, knowing yeah, that this, this performance is on the table. Yeah, if we ever did like a draft of like wizards turned actors, and any of us picked Ron Weasley, that would be bad because uh, Rupert <laughs> Grint was not good in this uh, in this movie. Jonathan Groff was great though. I didn't recognize the other guy, the other dad. Um, I'm sure he's been in something before. Um, I, I did make a fun note that they do have like a fun flashback scene where the two dads and their daughter are in the car and they're driving and they're like singing along to the song on the radio. And they let Jonathan Groff sing like the entire verse, which uh, means that uh, Jonathan Groff sang more in an M. Night Shyamalan horror movie than he did in a freaking Disney musical the original Frozen, and that blows my mind. <laughs> that blows my mind. Um, I love that you'll never one. give up on that. Yeah, it's a it's a travesty. Um, Knock at the Cabin's a good one. If you know M. Night Shyamalan, there's, uh, it's always the big twist, and I don't ruin anything for anybody who uh, hasn't seen this movie yet and wants to, um, so I will leave it at that. Uh, I'd like to hear what you think about it. It's super not scary. I haven't seen the movie, all right? And we're recording this via audio, but you and I can see each other, all right? So if I'm right, just nod. Okay. All right? And we won't ruin it for for the audience, all right? Um, Is the twist that... Because by the trailer, you can tell there's, like, some kind of catastrophe happening, and the proposition Mm -hmm. is... One of you has to kill, like, your daughter or your loved mm-hmm. one uh, in order to stop the apocalypse, right? Yeah. Is the twist that none of it's actually happening and they are just psychopaths that are there and stage this whole thing to have watch one of them kill the other one? Listener, I have nodded to indicate to Drew the answer, which we will not share in this episode to not ruin this for you. Um, it's not a great movie. I don't think you should drop everything and go and see it. If you can avoid the spoiler, I think it's you can stay on your couch and wait for it to come to a streaming service near you. Um, it's probably M. Night Shyamalan's best movie he's made in a long time. Uh, it's not saying a whole lot. And then uh, I watched a movie uh, with Adam Driver on Netflix called White Noise. Have you heard of White Noise? Yes. I think I, I, think I talked about it in a Crawford's Corner. You talked about the one where he the reverse uh, the reverse uh, uh, Jurassic Park. Well, yeah, which is sixty five. No, no, but there's another one, right? This is where he's just like a regular dad, and like the apocalypse happens. Yes. Yeah, I talked about this. Kind time. of. No, I don't think you did. Um, so in this movie, Market. he's just like a regular dad, and the apocalypse happens. No, he's actually not a regular dad. He is he is a professor of advanced Nazism at a university. Um, Advanced Nazism. Yes. 
I'm sorry. Yes. Is there like a Nazism 101, like an intro to Nazism? If you're like, and he doesn't teach that class. He teaches the one, a uh, two or three good. steps above that one. Really, yeah. you gotta really be into Nazis, but like in a bad way. In order he's to super take into Hitler. Class. Yeah, he was super into Hitler, um, and he's got like full on dad bod, and it's just kind of funny because the last time I saw him, he was uh, ruining Star Wars, um, and then he's in this. But Don Cheadle's also in it. Uh, Greta Gerwig and Andre 3000 has a very confusing cameo. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, it, um, I love the idea of a confusing cameo. Why are you in this movie? Mystery. I can't wait to see it now. Of all the people, I think that you should maybe skip this one. I bring this up because um, it's timely in that it's about a train transporting chemicals uh, gets uh, derailed. And um, then pollutes the air and then kind of moves through the town, which is something that happened not once or twice, but three times this last week in real life. Oh. Um, oh, did you miss that? I, I sure did. Yeah, like three different trains transporting Are chemicals. we still using trains? Are we we're yeah. still doing that? Every day. Every day. Cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, Once yeah, I saw so... Castaway, I assumed we moved everything by plane. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, not everything. All the stuff, the the stuff that can kill you, we put that on trains. They Good, just move that across the country. Yeah, so they uh, in real life we've burned off like a bunch of dangerous chemicals that just goes into the air, and I assume never comes down and hurts us. Mm. Um, and in the white noise, I couldn't really tell if it was about COVID or if it was about global warming or if it was just predicting the future, uh, which would be. February of 2023 when this actually happens. Um, but it's uh, not great. It turns it's, out, it's a fun Adam Driver performance. It turns out that those train incidents that happened in real life were just staged marketing events to for timely, <laughs> you know, marketing for, for this movie. Uh, which, by the way, speaking of chemicals in the air and whatever, this is a total tangent, not really related to the movies at all. Do you okay. remember as a kid... In late 90s, early 2000s, being obsessed with the ozone and the color of the day. Yeah. Being like, sister, it's an orange day. You shouldn't go outside. Yeah. yeah. My sister had asthma growing up. I'm sure she still does. I should probably ask her. Um, and I remember like we'd have to like check them and be like, can Jordan walk outside today? Or yeah. Like, they're like, do we like, need to today's cover a yellow day. Today's before. an orange day. Today's a red yeah. day. Like when a red day happened, I was like, well, the apocalypse is happening now. Oh, this is The it, sun guys, has, has breached the earth. Here it comes. And it Your turns out we don't yeah. do this any, I don't know when we stopped doing this, but I, the yeah. kids, kids today don't live in near enough fear of the ozone as we all did <laughs> on a daily basis. That's funny. That's like that uh, comedian. Uh, I can't remember who now. Was John Mulaney maybe? I think growing up I really felt like uh, quicksand was going to be a way bigger player <laughs> than it ended up being. <laughs> Every TV show I saw, someone was It was, it was everywhere. <laughs> it was everywhere. Um, and then I also caught this week Insomnia for the first time in a long time. Not the, the movie, not the you know, general thing that happens to me once or twice a week. Uh, that's probably coming tonight. Uh, Christopher Nolan's, I think his second full-length movie, um, is Insomnia. It's with Al Pacino and Robin Williams. And who's the girl from that movie, the boxer? Hilary Swank. Uh-huh. Uh, 
Yeah, Hillary Swank, and I'm sure there's somebody else in it. Million Dollar Baby, that's the one. And uh, it is the least Christopher Nolan movie of all Christopher Nolan movies, in that it's not very good. Um, mm. And also very linear. I think it's on HBO Max. I, I know I saw this movie years ago. This is the first, I think I saw it on like a TV copy on like TNT. And this is the first time I really sat down and watched it as like a Christopher Nolan nerd. And it's not good. It's his worst film and it's not close. Um, but if you've never seen it, uh, it could be it could be worth a watch just to kind of complete your Christopher Nolan um, film repertoire. Uh, what about you, man? What are you watching? So I started a new uh, series on HBO Max recently uh, called Tokyo Vice. And this came out in 2022. Um, but I I saw it, saw the trailer, thought it looked interesting. It's starring, oh man, I always mess up his name, Ansel mm, Allergen or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't know. Anton Ansel. Nah. Just just mumble over it real quick. Ansel El- Elgort, something like that. Yeah, it's it's. I always mess up his name. It's it's like Ansel Elgort or Ansel Elgort. El- I don't know. English is a hard language, first of all, especially when you get like G's and stuff in there. It's like I don't know if you're supposed to say it if it's silent or whatever. Why why is Welt spelled W E L T and wealth is spelled W E A L T H. Like, why do we? I don't know. Mm, whatever. English wow. is hard. Tokyo yeah. Vice, though, is on HBO Max, and it is very good. Uh, it's a okay. it's a show starring the guy from Baby Driver and Divergent and The Fault in Our Stars. And I will now just call him Baby Driver for the, the rest mm-hmm. of the or by his uh, name in the show, which is uh, Jake Adelstein and. It also has uh, Ken Watanabe, uh, who is great. Uh, you'll recognize him from things like Godzilla and uh, Inception and things like that. Uh, he is very, very good. And the whole premise, I think it's based on a real thing that happened. A American reporter goes and works for a Japanese newspaper. And like the first time this has ever happened, uh, they really don't hire outside of the Japanese culture and he gets involved with the police beat and then also kind of with the Yakuza and following some narratives that are going on there. It's very good. I think there's a lot of it that has to be dramatized that are like, there's no way that that really happened, but it's pretty cool and it's well acted. It's uh, the first season I think is eight episodes. I have like one or two left. Uh, I think it's already signed up for a second season, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's it's very, very well done. Uh, it definitely does one of those things where it opens up, and the first ten minutes is a, like, this is definitely going to be the end of the show. And then oh, it gives yeah. you seven and a half more episodes about how you get there. Uh, cool. But it does its job because it's pretty captivating. And I really like Baby Driver as the lead. Uh, he's very endearing um it's cool to see part of a culture i i don't know very well and i thought it was very well acted and i and beautifully shot there, there's a lot of like cool. really cool things about it as well so i would highly recommend tokyo vice on hbo max uh each episode's cool. about 50 minutes long so uh you're getting that hour long 
range there. Uh, the other one that I've been watching and keeping up with is The Bad Batch on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, okay. Uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, you definitely should be watching The Bad Batch. Uh, I missed a couple of weeks and then was catching up. Uh, episodes 7 and 8 were very cool. They did a really nice story arc with like the clone conspiracy and Emperor Palpatine like creating the stormtroopers and how all of this came to pass in the Senate. Um, Dave Filoni does a great job with this show. Episode seven and eight, you could tell they do this occasionally where they go, oh, these are actually important. So they pump money into them and the animation gets like 10 <laughs> times better. And then they're like, yeah. and now back to your regular Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, and they do this, you know, two or three times a season where like these are really, really important. So we're going to like really amp it up. Um, now, is this a sequel to or a prequel to or unrelated to Clone Wars? It is a sequel to Clone Wars. Uh, okay. it, it is a spinoff of Clone Basically, Clone Wars reached its inevitable ending where the clones mm-hmm. are going to stop, right? Mm-hmm. And off of that, they to keep telling the story of how Star Wars progressed, how the Senate became the Empire, how the Emperor took over and created this galactic thing, uh, they spun off this group called the Bad Batch, which was basically a, a couple of clones that, for whatever reason didn't follow order 66 and kill all the jedi so oh interesting they have are like deserters from from the clone army and now they they exist separately right so they get to keep continuing during this period when the clones are kind of killed off and the stormtroopers are brought on and you get to see palpatine do all his evil uh schemes and they become the way in which that story is told because uh, there's really no other like heroes that you're familiar with um, sure. in that time period other than Senator Organa. That's kind of the only person that's still there. Um, everybody gotcha. else comes 20 years later. So, uh, if you're a Star Wars nor- nerd, you're going to really like The Bad Batch. Keep watching it. I can't wait for more seasons. Um, this is one of my favorite shows that Disney Plus keeps putting out. Very cool. And then, obviously, I watched Ant-Man, which we have an entire another episode about. So uh, make sure you stay tuned and watch that episode because we have some uh, strong to quite strong feelings about it. Um, all right. Well, listener, stick around for next episode. We're talking about The Last of Us, episode six on Not the Podcast You Deserve. <laughs>